Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Tribe, I'm excited to welcome Belinda RM80 to the podcast. She is a LinkedIn personal branding consultant, B2B, and sales strategist who helps entrepreneurs, small business owners, and sales executives harness the power of their personal brand to sell more and more effectively, which is really key to all of this, and we'll dig into that in a little bit. And with her sales fluent sales methodology of bringing influencer style marketing to the sales process, Belinda is helping to make the sales more comfortable for those on both sides of the equation. Her and I connected over Joe and Ash's podcast. Um, I heard her on there, and I'm like, I need to have her on. I love what she's saying, and I wanna bring her knowledge and insights to my audience. Belinda, welcome to the podcast, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. And where are you today? You're up in Toronto? I am. I am up in Toronto. Very peaceful, but cold. <laughs> right, what do they say up there? There's two seasons, right? There, there's summer and winter. That's about it. Exactly. And then summer will just slap you in, in the face. And then we start complaining about that season too. So we're just basically all right. unhappy all year round. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's beautiful. See. Well, awesome. Thanks again for coming on the show today. Um, and, and we were just talking about this before, like, you know, my tribe may not know you too well. So I would love if you could kind of give your quick who you are and what you do best pitch to everybody. Well, first and foremost, all anyone really needs to know is that I'm absolutely fabulous. Uh, but aside from that, really, I'm here to make selling uh, more enjoyable for both people for everyone involved in the equation. So yeah. it's about empowering people to leverage the fact that the sales process is changing. Um, people are buying in a different way. And so it's about right. becoming an effective salesperson so that more people want to do business with you and you feel comfortable while doing it too. So I learned from influencers. I'm like, okay, the way people are taking in information is changing. And so I harness the power of what influencers have been doing to get people to buy literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of products and services within minutes right. into the business to business sales process. That, that's incredible. So let's talk a little bit about social selling. Like mm. let's unpack that a little bit. I mean, isn't everything selling right now on social? Right? Like, Basically. Right. I mean, aside from like, you know, listen, hand-to-hand -hand combat, right? Um, shaking hands will never go out of style. But, you know, social selling, how do, how do we make that more comfortable on both sides? Because right, let's just talk about LinkedIn for a minute. Right? LinkedIn is obviously a, a inherent sales platform. It was born as a B2B platform. I mean, that's kind of one of the core elements to that. But like so many people are just going for that hard sell. How do we, how do we break those walls down and make it more comfortable? Um, so it's, for me, it's about enlightening your audience as time goes on, right? So that's what social selling is about. It's about being social and teaching someone something over the long term. I think right. where people go wrong is they want that immediate return from what their efforts are on social media. Right. And social media is a little more of a slow burn. Can you get those quick wins? Of course, that's you know like anything in life, but social media is a long-term strategy and it's not something that you expect you know, it's kind of like playing blackjack. You don't sit at the table and immediately win big and then you get to go home. Right. One right? and done now. 
<laughs> exactly. If, if anyone knows how to do that, then, you know, send me an email afterward. Um, but I think that's, that's the biggest mistake that people are doing where they think that they can just waltz onto social media, put up a profile and immediately, you know, start taking orders. And that's just not how it works. Right. And, and how does someone, I mean, it's tough too, because I think that, you know, it's so easy with optics, right? You could go on social media and you could use all these hacks and we'll dig into that a little bit to build an audience and a following quickly. But really like, like you need to have social proof and you really need to have, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you like, what's the approach to really building up true credibility before going in for the sell? Um, well, I think that all starts long before you even, you know, approach a social media platform. I think where a lot of people are going wrong is they're not really specific about who are you, who are you targeting? How is it that you can help them? And what is it that you help them with? And I think that a lot of people are just stumbling on social media and it's like, oh, well, if people know that, you know, I sell wood then, and I post enough about it, then people are going to want to do business with me. And it's, if you do that pre-work before you approach coming onto a social media platform, social selling becomes easier because you have a target in mind. You're very clear about how it is that you help people and you're very clear about who it is that you can help. Yeah, I think you have to do the upfront work and identify all those core elements. I mean, these are marketing fundamentals. Before social mm -hmm. media was ever even created, these are the marketing principles. And I think a lot of that is getting lost. I think there's a lot of noise out there from people who are coming on LinkedIn who might be YouTubers, TikTokers, whatever they are. And their key focus is attention and eyeballs. And they're mm -hmm. giving some misleading information on how to really use the platform correctly. What, what are your thoughts on this uh, influx of, of folks on on LinkedIn who are maybe not giving the best advice? I think that it's, it's almost like getting an encyclopedia and knowing that everything from cover to cover is not going to be valuable for you. And like you said, when it comes to marketing fundamentals, there's a reason why certain companies put their commercials, which are, you know, it, it's, it doesn't seem like it's very specific because, you know, certain marketers will tell you, oh, well, you know, you're on, you're on, you know, it's a commercial, you're showing it to millions, it's not specific, but there's a reason why you show a certain commercial on CNN and a different one on Fox News, right? It's, they're, they, the, these cable channels know exactly who is watching. Audience. And so the marketers that are buying this ad space, they know who they're trying to target. So it, it is all very focused and it's not just about getting 100,000 eyes, it's getting a, at least you know, 50% of those eyes are the eyes of the people who you want to buy from you. And so, yes, you want to be in the business of getting attention, but if you're getting, let's say you are showing, you know, diaper commercials to people who don't have babies, have no interest in ever having babies, you've just wasted a whole bunch of money. It doesn't matter how many people watch if they aren't that target demographic that you're trying to reach. Yeah, I find that such a fascinating dynamic here where so many people are focused on hitting these vanity metrics, right? They're looking to get, mm -hmm. I just hit 30,000 followers. I just hit 100,000 connections and that's cool and all. But again, like hitting on your point, what's the value of that? What is that? What is your audience made up of? It is—it is, is it consumers? Is it folks that are really going to affect your bottom line? Or are you just doing it um, you know, for the eyeballs? So let's switch back a little bit. So Belinda, your background is, is, in, is in B2B sales, correct? Correct. And now you're consulting on LinkedIn and you're working with, with, with companies and you're consulting them on best practices, how to use LinkedIn the best way possible. But one thing that I think we both agree on at the end of the day, there is a human being on the other side and you are trying to convince them of something, but it's really about what their stakeholders are. So generally speaking, what are some real solid best practices for companies 
to utilize LinkedIn in a B2B approach and really break through a lot of that clutter. Absolutely. So the space where B2B and B2C are exactly the same is that you're trying to convince one human to do something, right? With B2C though, it's typically just that one person and that's where the decision-making stops, right? You've got a lipstick, you know, you've got a handbag or even a refrigerator where, okay, you know, you have one person who's essentially going to be making the decision. They might consult, you know, their spouse or, you know, their partner, right? In B2B, you now have a panel of people who are making a decision. And so when I started in, in B2B sales, it was very much like, I just need to figure out who the signer is because mm-hmm. that's the one who's making the ultimate decision. The decision maker. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But today, that signer is, takes into account the probably four to seven other individual perspectives on that buying decision, right? And these are before we'd consider them champions, but now they're really influencers to that process. And so in, this is why LinkedIn is so important because now you get those multiple touch points and you are, you have the ability to really massage the buying process and influence those multiple parties that are part of that ultimate decision. You have one person who, one or two people who are going to sign the contract, but they're not going to make the decision alone. And so this is why social selling is so important because anyone who's tried to get exactly anyone who's tried to get seven people who need to make a decision together on a calendar for a meeting is hard, right? (laughs) It is consensus is hard. Just getting them all in the room at the same time is difficult. So that's why social selling today is so important because as I alluded to earlier, the way that people are buying is changing. Yeah. So let's talk about your, your method. It's a sales flow and sales methodology. So let's break it down a little bit. You talk a little bit about the influencer marketing, how it applies to sales. Let's unpack that and, and give my audience a, uh, a peek under the hood. Yeah. So it is essentially a systematic approach to social selling. So it's, we're not throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. It's going in with focus and intention in order to get move people down the pipeline Um, because I don't know about anyone else, but I know that I personally wasted a ton of time on social media figuring, well, if I'm on LinkedIn for six hours a day, it's going to result in sales. It only makes sense. It's like, no, you know, you can be on a treadmill for six hours a day, but if it's not moving, then it doesn't matter. So it's really focusing on the three elements that I consider to be, you know, influencing the sale, which is um, connecting, Um, commenting, this is specifically on LinkedIn, and then creating content. So you have, you are hitting people essentially on all fronts um, and in all ways they are taking in information and really being influenced by who you are and what it is that you have to say. That's interesting too. So let's talk, let's break those down a little bit. The first one is content, right? Mm -hmm. So talking about content, And a lot of people preach that you need to be posting multiple times a day on LinkedIn, and I get it too, but I truly believe that you need to be posting with a purpose. And there's a balance. I mean, there could be some entertainment value in there because there is value in entertainment. Some people push the needle, and I could go on a tangent about people that are literally reposting viral videos all day, and that kind of gets on my nerves too. But (laughs) what is a key fundamental strategy for really having a strong content plan? So I'm not the person who pushes people to post every single day in the beginning. So the people that I work with, I do encourage them to post every day so that they get into the rhythm, they get used to it. It's you're learning a new skill, right? Um, but I don't, I don't know who has time to post every day and then also engage. So there's, 
there's that other element of building a community and building influence that requires you to engage with your audience. So you can't map out what you're trying to do with someone who's unknown or relatively unknown to a celebrity. That's where you're going to where where you're going to have a problem, right? Because they're a celebrity, they're already known. But what building influence really boils down to, it's about building a community. And so how do you build a community? You so when you pipe up and you're building this community of people, you have to interact with them. And so I don't, I personally don't see how you can post six times a day and interact with your community in a right. meaningful way. Yeah. I mean, it's tough too. I mean, most of us are like LinkedIn is not our full-time job. So you have to find that balance. And I, I, I post once a day. Sometimes lately I've been posting twice a day just because I have a little bit more bandwidth um, right now. But let's talk about the engagement piece for a little bit. And, and one thing that's problematic here on, on LinkedIn is people posting and commenting for the sake of it, just to kind of put their name out there. And you see a ton of agree, great post, good job. And to me, that irks my soul. You're not adding value to the conversation. You're not moving it along. You're just kind of getting your name out there. What are your thoughts on, on the really the right way to engage? It irks my soul too, because it's so <laughs> transparent, right? It's terrible. I mean, there... When you comment, it's a gift to both yourself because you get to build a relationship with the person you're commenting on or their content. Um, and you're, it's a gift to the community because you might be able to enlighten someone or someone may be able to right. see Add something in a different mm -hmm. Exactly. And so you're not doing anything for your personal brand other when you, when you type agreed because people are just going to scroll past that. It doesn't leave an impact. But when you add something with color and context, that's what causes people to stop pay attention, read and take in. And then that's how people right. like, hmm, that was really intelligent. I want to learn more. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you so, really, mm -hmm. I, I was just about, I was just about to interject there and say like, you, you really have an opportunity on your engagement to bring in new people into your conversation, right? While exactly. keeping it meaningful. And it's so transparent um, when you just say agree. And I want to circle back to, a, I'm not even going to call it a buzzword. Everyone's talking about personal branding these days, <laughs> right? And I have my viewpoint on it. I have my opinion on it. I would love to hear what, quote, personal branding means to you. So I think personal branding is really all, what it all boils down to is your reputation. And it's reputation management. What do people know you for? So it's not whether or not you are a Gary Vaynerchuk in the marketing space. That, that doesn't matter, right? It's about what do people think about you when they hear your name? What are people saying about you essentially behind your back? You know, whether is it good or is it bad? Um, what's, what's the taste that you're leaving in people's mouths? And so personal branding allows you to control that narrative up to, to a certain extent. Right, and that's absolutely. why I see personal branding. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same page with you too. And we talk a lot about audience building and there's right ways to do it and there's wrong ways to do it. What like, and a lot of people are, they're coming onto the platform, they're late to the game. They're, you know, maybe some younger folks coming on and they're seeing all these folks with these huge numbers coming over here and they're being persuaded to take a couple of different tactics. You know, in, what would you recommend to someone coming new to the platform to really build an audience and maybe not get persuaded by some of these other hacks out there, you know, engagement pods and other tactics uh, to build quickly? Um, so there are, I'll use the example of there's a lot of people with a lot of money who are really unhappy. And the same thing goes for being on social media. There's a lot of people who have a lot of followers who are either unhappy or broke. And I was actually surprised when I found this out, right? What do you mean? What do you, mean? You, assume, you assume that the people with tens of thousands of followers are just rolling in the dough. No. And 
ultimately that's why everyone wants all those followers, right? It's because of the opportunity that having all of those followers can present for one. And so having followers without a strategy and a purpose is not going to pay a bill or allow you to feel fulfilled, right? And so what I want to suggest to people, it's don't even, it's not just about the number, but about the purpose and why is it that this is important to you? So peel back the layers for yourself before you're worried about what your follower count looks to everyone else. And I think that, yes, there's a ton of things that you can do to get numbers, but as someone who didn't have a process and a system at the beginning and was wondering, well, why am I getting all of these views, but no one's, you know, no one's reaching out to me to do business. Why isn't this working? I was supposed to get views and make money and it's not working. And so it all boils down to, you have to have that intention and that purpose and a strategy for all of that, for any of that to matter, right? Two people with a million dollars doing two different completely things are going to have completely different outcomes, right? Investing, giving to charity versus just blowing it on, you know, a Bugatti, right? So it's not about the followers and the views. It's about the strategy and the intention behind it. Yeah. I mean, it's this world that we live in. I mean, I I applaud Instagram for what they're doing and taking down the, you know, the views there and really making it um, about the content and, and this mentality of, you know, followers, followers, followers. And listen, I get it. Like there's a monetization element too. Right. You're monetizing your followers, you're selling the audience. And I get that as well. But really make sure you're doing it, um, you know, for the right reasons and building with intention. And that's the way I, I advise and guide everybody, you know, work your audience. I mean, going into conversations around relevant topics within your field, within your business and connecting with people that way versus just opening up the floodgates. Right. Like LinkedIn has a limit as a 30,000 limit. And, it, and, and it's funny because I I just hit and I'm not trying to humble brag or anything. And I'll tell you why I'm not humble bragging because I just hit 10,000 connections. But I've been on this platform awesome. since 2006. Right. So that's 13 years of intentional building versus a lot of people have been in on here, you know, 12, 18 months and they hit that 30,000 because they're just accepting everybody. So what's going to happen here? You raise to hit that 30,000. Now what? You have no more room for anybody else. You literally mm-hmm. just cut yourself off for what? For a vanity metric? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And so it's it's like, why do you want it? Right. What what? How is it going to is serve? It a badge you? of honor. I guess so. It's a night. It's, it's shiny only for a day, right? And then you're like, okay, well, what now? And I think I really learned from being looking at things from the influencer side and and really studying what was going on over there, and how companies were spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on influencer campaigns with influencers who had a lot of reach. But then they, they realized that the numbers weren't translating into sales. No Ultimately, yeah, it, 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 it didn't have the bite that it was supposed to, right? And so that's when I realized, okay, it's not, well, it wasn't then, it took me a while. But <laughs> that's when I, I realized, okay, there is, there is something valuable in having intention behind the, the types of people that are following you and the, and the groups of people that you're following. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that the influencer marketing bubble is going to burst? Or it's on the verge? Ooh. Um, I don't want to say that I think it's on the verge of bursting, but I think that it's on the verge of a real big redirection. I think that influencer marketing is here to say because people, people are looking for trusted allies that they can believe in. Like we're, we're, we're fatigued with the amount of decisions that we have to make in a day. Like 
the fact that my kids don't have like a, a, a lunch program that I could pay into for at school is very frustrating for me. <laughs> like every morning I think, why can't I just pay someone to do? Cause I'm just tired of thinking what snacks, what, what, yeah, you over <laughs> too much thinking. Exactly. So I know for me, the reason why I have a trusted group of influencers that I value because they're doing the decision-making for me. They're like, okay, I've tested out 10 things and these are the top three. And then you can go ahead and decide what's good for you. And so do I think influencers are going to go away? No, but um, do I think that companies are just going to throw money without thought at people anymore? No, I, I think that that is completely changing. Yeah, totally good. So let's switch gears for a little bit here. We are uh, on the verge of a, of a new decade. That's crazy to say. Oh what's in gosh. store for you, Belinda, 2020? What's, what's on your roadmap? What are you planning? What's in the, what's in the, the near future? Yeah. So for me, it's all about simplification. I think that this year, you know, my first, you know, full-time year as an entrepreneur, it was doing what I tell people not to do with social media and that's throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. But you're also testing and and learning, right? Exactly. And that part is fun saying, oh, okay, well, I've got this idea. Let's see how that works. Um, And so now it's moving into the new decade, my goodness, um, with a lot more intention, with a lot more focus. Um, paring down what it is that I'm offering. And if I'm going to be completely honest, moving forward with a lot more confidence as well. Um, I think that being on social media, it's really easy for you to consistently compare yourself to others and what they're doing and where you are in relation to them. And now I'm just focused on being in my own lane, Mm -hmm. keeping that lane clear um, and making sure that the clients that I'm bringing, you know, on board are, ultimately seeing the results that, uh, that I'm promising them. Right. Cause that's what, what anyone signs on to work with someone for. Yeah. And I love it too. And, and, and the confidence and not comparing yourself to others, you know, they really go down that same, they go up that same path, right? Like once you stop caring about what others are doing and you put all that time and energy into yourself, it'll improve your confidence. It'll improve your work and ultimately all your results. And I applaud you for that. Belinda, a couple of questions I ask everybody that comes on the show here. What is the single greatest piece of advice that you've ever received that you take action on daily? Daily. Oh, this is a good one. Um, honestly, I that I every day, but I strive to. And it's what I was talking about just now about staying in my own lane, like just focusing on what it is that I'm doing. And it's not that I don't see what's going on beside me and I'm not looking in, in my mirrors, but it's as I, as I work on things, as I create my, my content strategy, as I build out, you know, the, the focus areas for my business, it's just as soon as I let the chatter come through, I'm just like, stay in your own lane, just stay, just focus on your own thing. What are you trying to achieve? It doesn't matter how many cold calls somebody else has done. How many cold calls have you done? Um, you know, how, what does your content calendar look like? How, you know, how are you filming video? Don't worry about everyone else. And so staying in my own lane, it allows me not just to focus in my business, but just focus on what I'm doing in that 20 minute, you know, segment, right? It's like, just focus. So that's, that's the best advice that I've ever gotten. Stay in your it. own lane, Belinda. I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. And what would you say today is your greatest accomplishment, your, your business accomplishment? Oh, my greatest business accomplishment. Um, it was when I figured out how to apply what was working for me for my clients. What do you and mean? so 
So what I do is teach people how to have influence in the sales process. And so I knew that I knew what I was doing, but my greatest accomplishment is when I was able to scale it to a point where other people were able to emulate the results that I was getting. Does that make sense? It, it, it does. And what is that one key takeaway to have influence in the sales process? Um, it's, it's being a trusted advisor. And that's ultimately what my sales training was built on. I was very fortunate. The first um, sales organization that I worked or that I was trained under was Unifirst. And so they do uniform rentals and like, you know, those carpets you see in grocery stores and things like that. So that's, but they had an eight week training process at the time. It was, it was unheard of um, within a sales organization for eight weeks. I did no selling. I just trained. And, um, so it was a great, uh, you know, stomping ground for me to learn. Um, but you know, it's, they focused on being a consultant that you are there to advise and be a helpful, to be helpful to their decision-making process. And so if, in order to influence people need to trust you. And so that's ultimately why you're showing up on social media. It's not to bark at everyone. I have not this for sale, but no one cares. No one cares until they trust you. No one cares until they like you. Yeah. Exactly. So all, that's how you, you influence someone by, by them really realizing that you're a trusted advisor and that you're not a prick and that they actually <laughs> want to invite you exactly. into their world in some way, shape or form. It takes, it takes time. And I preach that too. Like, like everyone is so short term transactional. Well, not everyone, right? The people that get it, they know that relationships take time. The long game is the only game in town. Mm-hmm. And if you're just going to be short term, it's going to be transparent and people are going to get it. Um, Belinda, what, what would you say is your superpower? We're not talking about flying or invisibility or reading people's minds, but what is something that you do so much better than most people that makes you so special? Um, I am, and you know, it's funny as you ask that question, it makes me feel really uncomfortable because sorry, as much as I, no, not sorry. That's <laughs> the point. This is a podcast. We're trying to stir it up here. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's that, um, that humble brag, as much as I, I, I joke around with it, I am very much a person where it's like, just put your head down and do the work. Um, and talking about what I've done or right. who I am, it's like, no, 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 the focus is on everyone else. But aside from that, it's okay. Um, this is your, t- this is your time to humble brag. This is the humble brag <laughs> portion of the podcast. Awesome. free friendly zone yes yeah um so i am really empathetic and it's a blessing and a curse but it allows me to just get people and i think that that has has been the thing that makes me as good as i am at selling i can peel back the layers and i have no problem you know just stopping someone right in the process and say you know what i'm sensing something you know, I'm sensing a reluctance, you know, and, and then I, I add a little bit of my own flavor and color because of that empathy. And then it, it allows them to open up. And then now I can get a hold of, okay, what's the real objection? What's really going on? Like you know, that. is this going to trans like, can, is this an impasse that's passable? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think my empathy has just, it's paid huge dividends for me in business and just in selling. And I, and I love it. And Belinda, last question here. Not every day is awesome. Not every day, you know, is, is, is sunshine and rainbows. And sometimes you got to look down and deep and pull yourself up. And other days are awesome. Everything's going well. Clients are coming in, you know, they're winning new business and you want to show gratitude. What do you look to when you're down? And what do you look to when you're up? What is your North star? Ooh, my notes start when it comes to business. It's like, why, why am I doing this? Right. And so I have a financial reason for why I'm doing this. And then I have also like my intrinsic reason for doing this. And 
you know, as an entrepreneur, there are times where it's like, why am I could just get a job? <laughs> I could just get a job in this. It would just, just give me a steady paycheck. <laughs> right. Um, but I came into this and in, in, in being a consultant because I really wanted to change the way that people sell. Um, that is ultimately, I was tired of arguing, you know, with my superiors. I'm like, nope, I just don't believe in that. That's just not how I want to do things. And I figured, okay, you can't keep saying, no, I'm not going to, I'm flat, I'm not going to listen to you. Um, and so that, that's why I continue to post, um, why I continue to add value, why I continue to show up. Um, and then I don't forget my monetary goals. It's like, why, why am I doing this for a paycheck? What are the things, you know, for me, it's, it is about money as much as it is about making an impact. Right. Um, I don't have a trust fund. If I did, I'd be doing this for free because I enjoy it. So exactly. I keep both in mind. No, and I love it all. Belinda, this is fantastic. Um, where could folks connect with you? Where could they find you? So you guys can find me on LinkedIn, Belinda Ramity. Um, and you can find me on my website at BelindaLaurie.com. Um, you can also find me on like Instagram. I'm planning to show up a little bit more over there. Um, but stuff. surprisingly enough, I'm actually a pretty private person. So I show up a lot on social media, but I'm still even... Um, you know, as a social media, you know, strategist, I am learning how to balance someone who likes to be quite private um, with showing up for, you know, online. And that's, and that's totally cool. Belinda, thank you so much for joining us today. I think that the the audience is really going to get a lot of insight, a lot of actionable advice. I'm excited to share this. Thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. And to everyone listening, I'm going to link you below, but remember, take your online connections offline, have conversations like this, Move the needle, make things happen. Be long-term, don't be short-term. Thank you for joining us and catch us next week on another great episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.